0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And yes, I do talk about stocks and investing. And yes, I do talk about investing in businesses as you become a kind of an owner. Stocks have been trading for hundreds of years where you get to become an owner of a company. I like owning companies. I'm proud of it. I like saying, hey, I'm an owner of Apple. Or, hey, I I own shares of Microsoft. I own. I have them. They're mine. Now, some people will go, real estate's better than stocks, because look at how great you can make money off leverage. But leverage works both ways. Um, Yeah, you can make a lot of money. The house that I bought in California has made way more money than the house I bought in North Carolina. But the house in North Carolina was way less risk if things go bad. So... I will talk about anything financial. Here to talk to me today with financial issues, Tony Mendez, com. I bring him in as the voice of the common man, but he's also my mortgage (laughs) lender. Common man. I I think that's That's fine. Um, I come across as sometimes as crass and arrogant and sometimes one-sided. So I kind of bring you in to provide voice. Um, Puppies. Puppies are expensive. Kids are
2: expensive. You have a child. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not cheap, are they? No. Puppies are expensive, too. You you said something last time. You said... uh, Everything, every, I think it was off air. You said yeah. everything's a financial decision that you do. Oh sure. And uh, it took me a while to figure that out. Yeah. And, and you know, because I would just go and buy something, or I wouldn't think twice about making you know going vacation or what kind of car I wanted to buy. Now it's just everything is compounded. Uh, every decision means okay it's exaggerated in retirement, what sure. you do now. And I didn't realize that till a little bit later. You know, I don't want to say that I'm perfectly set up for retirement, but I'm glad I started when I did, as yeah, opposed yeah. to waiting another five years, because that's also exaggerated. I don't want to work in, in my 60s. Yeah. Uh, my dad didn't work in his 60s, but my dad has a great pension, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, but it's exaggerated. And that's the best advice I can give somebody that's younger, that's looking into real estate or any other kind of investments, especially retirement. It's hard to talk about retirement when you're 25 to 30 years old. And all you want to do is, is hang out with your friends, right? Yeah. Game. Drink beer. Drink beer. Meet women. Meet women. <laughs> that's obvious. That you know, that d- and, and go to bars. You know, do this. And, and then somebody goes, yeah, have you thought about your retirement? What's your, you know, have you looked at your 401k? And you're like, well, well keep in mind when we were 25, uh, the people who were talking retirement. Jason Dunn.
1: Do you remember him? Uh, absolutely. Um, he wasn't prepared to tell people about financial decisions yet. He pretended to be. And then there was the guy who always got drunk at concerts. Um, Jeff Noonan. Jeff Noonan. Um, he went to Rush. Uh, he took his shirt off. He, he takes his shirt off almost immediately. Yeah. And he, he's clearly tripping on drugs, but I don't think he was on drugs. But he looked like he was at a Grateful Dead show. Like, remember eight. The, the bush he had on his chest? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I got a puppy because I financially made a decision. It's expensive. I don't mind doing it. I don't want a third child. Um, (laughs) It is kind of like a third child, though. It is kind of like a third child. So I just recently named the puppy. And my last puppy was uh, Maisie the Underdog, and she was part of the family. And, like, I cried when she finally passed a lot. Um, And I still miss her. Um, But the new puppy's name, 01110011. (laughs) I think I am the best dog namer in the world. So if you ever see me and my puppy say, hey, 01110011, call it Vonnegut. <laughs> you really do want to go short, in cold blood. Oh. Is that code for dog? No, it's um, in cold blood. It's it's code. It's binary. Zero, of
2: course. Zero, zero, one, one. I love this song.
1: I think Alt-J could have been a bigger, better band. And to the people that like them, they love them, but they're not mainstream.
0: Kiss
1: me, zero. One 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 zero zero one one. So anyway, let's move forward. Um, let's talk real estate. Because we've already we, we talk a lot, and again I use you as a common man. Um, we talk stocks, we talk real estate, we talk index funds, mutual funds, bonds. I don't own a lot of bonds. Bonds when I was growing up was something old people had, and as I've gotten older, I'm like two percent return's not good enough for me because inflation's two to four percent. And the the more yield you get on a bond, the more risk it has. Later in life, I'll probably do some California munis if I live in California, where I'm not paying income tax on the income it creates, but I'm not there yet. I'm still in the, you know, let's stretch our legs. Did you know I once got brought in by management because I used, I mixed my metaphors. Instead of saying stretch my legs, I said, let's spread our legs. (laughs) That is not appropriate. Spread your wings, not stretch your wings. Like... And I'm like, I didn't know I said that.
2: (laughs) It was a mixed metaphor. Yeah, you said it again.
1: But, and I said it in in the context that I got in trouble, so I know better this time, right? (laughs) Oh, the amount of times I've been written up, it's it's preposterous. It's it's pondering. So let's talk about investing in real estate, because you probably see some of that. A lot of people want to do it. I think before you invest in real estate, you should own a home. So you kind of learn the process of what goes into a home. It's costly. There's repairs that you have to make. There's taxes you have to pay. There's furniture you have to buy. Same thing with a rental home sometimes. Maybe not the furniture, but the taxes and stuff.
2: Right. Well, we're actually seeing more and more people buying homes, uh, investment properties without owning their own primary residence. Uh, Especially a place like the Bay Area where, you know, $100,000 down payment is uh, not quite 20%. And maybe the payment, I mean, let's say that's an $800,000 house, you pull in a mortgage on a Seven hundred thousand that could easily run you in the fours, and you're like I, I might as well just rent, but what am I going to do with hundred thousand my four one k is already maxed uh we're seeing a lot more people looking at, in areas uh, that are t- cheaper let's just say Sacramento was a very popular place um from they 2012 to Sacramento Sacramento, and they uh and they're they're getting into investment but they're renting here so they they're you know they're kind of being a telecommute or tele investor in a way huh. uh, and you get a property management company and and you, you budget that in, in the first time maybe even the second time that you buy a property but uh, you know with a, a good salary here you could come up with that hundred thousand dollars and continue buying real estate and then do things like 1031 exchanges later in life but you could, if, if, as What's long how, as you how, start how, early, so early on, enough. So
1: on. when you make a decision to buy real estate as an investment and you just talk about sacramento sacramento do you stop and say I stop and say, I, I want to buy in an area with, that I would want to live in. I don't want to be a slumlord. I don't want to be anything like that. And every time I drive through Sacramento, Sacramento, I see them eating sticky buns. Like, if you stop at a gas station, you just see, like, this huge man or woman in their car just eating, like, a sticky bun, like a honey wow. bun. Wow, wow, wow. I'm like, I don't
2: really want to have property here because it's not my clientele, <laughs> per se. Well... It, At the same time, let's say you went to school at UC Davis, okay, and you great school, great school, and saved my grandparents' uh, koi fish. There there you go, Santa Rosa fires. Yeah, and let's say that you you get a job in the Bay Area, and then you want to go back into you want to get in real estate, but you start realizing that you. You're not going to okay. buy where you live. Okay. And you go back to UC Davis and you say um, you see a property there that you want to buy. Um, maybe you get together with your family or another person to do that. I think that. what you're talking about. You, 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 you start there. Yeah.
1: What I like about that is UC Davis is close to Sacramento. I don't want Sacramento. Even though they got government jobs and government always grows, it doesn't get smaller. I, I get that. So if I were to buy in Sacramento, I'd probably buy near a courthouse in Sacramento because all the lawyers are up there and they're running for politics
2: and such. And UC
1: Davis I'd do it because it's a school and schools never get smaller.
2: It we doesn't have, it doesn't seem they ever go out of business. We have a client right now doing it for Chico. Uh, but this is kind of a reverse. The you know father I, is buying out You know why? Son can live there. The
1: 1970s TV show Chico and the Man. <laughs> Chico, don't get discouraged. If you ever go back and watch TV from the 70s, it's awful. It's not funny. There's a laugh track. It's awful and then the star of that show killed himself i don't know i never watched it okay it had an old grumpy man it's kind of like sanford and son but kind of a spanish latino american feel same thing i'm rob black talking all things financial this woman has voice of an angel i clearly don't find Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming
2: live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz.
1: And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7.
2: Feel me little train. Me not, me not. And do I hear the
1: dulce tones? Me me not, of Hall and Oates. Oh, yeah, Hall and Oates had a tear during the 80s, huh? Anything they touched turned to gold. I always kind of wanted it to be Oates. Darryl Hall was way too talented. I needed someone talented that I could sit behind and go, oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's my contribution. Do the big bushy mustache, curly hair. For sexy boys. Ooh. What a tear, huh? Had you invested in Holland Oats at the right time, would you have figured out the wrong, right time to get out too? When, did, when does the music hitmaker stop making their hits? It's so funny. I, um. There go, yeah. A little more Hall and Oats. It was a good run.
0: The
1: top five and ten. Let's see who the makers are. See you. You see anyway, um, would you have sold at the right time? Like, I remember um, I saw Dave Matthews back in college at a place that had maybe five to ten people in it. And my friend took me to another show, and then we went to another show. And then I invited my friend uh, Amy and Tony to see a show. And at this point in time, their, their shows were like 500 large. And uh long story short, it was it was a pretty great show. Dave Matthews was kind of an innovative sound. Is that fair to say for the time? Born in South Africa. He tells a great story once about sitting on a toilet and a cricket inside the toilet in South Africa. Kept jumping up and touching him in his Air, ah! and you know what you don't know what to do at that point in time born in Johannesburg he made an interesting business choice while in Charlottesville Virginia in 1991 Sony said we want to sign you to a three record deal and he goes no we want more a couple months later Sony would come back and say we'll sign you to a four record deal he says no couple months later, so comes back and says, okay, five. You got seven. What's interesting to note about that is his first couple albums were the, the benefit, the success of years and years in work and toiling at the clubs. Getting the sound right. He didn't have seven albums in them. And that's why his albums today suck garbage. Like, they're awful. They stink of trash. But he did it well. Well, You know who another guy did that well? was Billy Joel. He had the same thing in the 70s. He signed a bad record deal that basically the only money he was ever going to get was from touring, and not from selling records. And back then, selling records was big money. So it was a five-year deal that he signed. Guess what he did? He didn't release an album for five years, and he became a piano man. Got his music together. And then released it all, boom, 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 back to back to back in the 70s. I've never seen Billy Joel play. I've seen Elton John, which is probably the
0: cliché of the two. I think um,
1: Billy Joel is still doing one night a week or one night a month at MSG. And it always sells out. Like, that's amazing. Anyway, I'm totally digressing into music conversation, but there are business lessons to be found in music. Are there not? I think there are. How to manage your retirement cash flow is something that you need to learn or think about kind of before you hit retirement, right? Identifying and understanding sources of retirement income. You're going to have Social Security. It's not going to be enough. It's a supplemental program. So when you get that urge to get a new roof... Urge to give your kids some sort of money for college, or urge to—you got to you gotta be careful in retirement. Can't break your can't break your budget. So maybe in your twenties, your budget is a practice tool for your sixties. So you got to learn how to determine your expenses, how to manage the five risks to your retirement cash flow. If you're getting a two percent return on your money, it takes you thirty-six years to double your money. If you're getting four percent, it takes you eighteen. If you're getting a 6% return, it takes you 12. If you get an 8% return, it takes you nine years. The market tends to average somewhere between 8 and 10% with dividends. So that's why when you, when you see the number 10% or you see 7.2, money doubles every 7.2 years, because that's what the market's done for us. And that's what you're aiming for. You're not aiming for 12% because the market doesn't typically do that. And you're definitely not aiming for 20, 25, 35, 35, 45, 55% returns in a year. When you get them, you're like, woo-hoo, sock some of that extra away. I think you want to start planning right now to live 30 years in retirement. 30 years in retirement without significant income boost. So let's stop and think about that. From I said that in your 20s, learning how to budget is kind of like practice for your 60s. But let's say you make $100,000 a year. For some reason, you are you come out of college, you make $100,000 a year. So in in 40 years, you're going to make $4 million, right? And that's your swimming pool. That's it. That has to last you until you die 30 years later. Wow. Credit card debt, student loan debt, national debt. We're in debt up to our eyes. But credit card debt is particularly bad news in retirement. Trying to withdraw your nest egg efficiently is tough enough. But when you have credit card costs adding on top, it brutalizes and savages you. AARP.org has got a lot of information. I highly suggest people get as much information as they can, but try to be open-minded with it. I'm not going to scream out fake news. Fake news! But if I were to scream out fake news, I would say be very, very cautious about the information. You You
0: are fake 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 news. Fake news. Fake news.
1: Fake news. Isn't it great that it's become a lexicon part of it? I'm Rob Black. I'm still alive. What do I deserve to be? You can find me online at Rob Black show, Twitter Rob Black show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I want you to do things that make you happy. At the same time, I want you to make some sacrifices so you can get to retirement. I'm opinionated on that. I don't think looking back in your 80s and going, oh, I wish I would have saved money is going to be like, I, I don't want to be the guy who goes, I told you so. But there's going to be a lot of people like that. I know people right now who are leaving the Bay Area because they can't afford a home. So they're saying, I'm going to go somewhere where I can. But also, I know some of these people, when they do get to a new promised land, where they go to Bend, Oregon, and you know minimum wage or an hourly company goes a lot farther than it does in the Bay Area. I still, I still know like some of them go out and like buy like boats, and some of them go out and buy three wheelers and expensive toys. Um, I love the mountains, but I, you don't see me buying jet skis and and parasailers and paragliders and you know you got to budget this stuff. You can't just go, I want it, I need it. I don't mind investment clubs. I kind of like investment clubs because you know what? I like people talking about money. It's one of the things that I I really, really, I wish we could talk more, less taboo about. I don't, we don't have to talk about your sex life. I don't need that. Too much information. But let's talk about your money. I, I feel like our society is a little bit too pent up. And then we also have an issue where sometimes, like my mom, she didn't know anything about money. Was that my dad's fault? Was that my mom's fault? Whose fault was it? In the end, I always blame the person. My first dog was a dog named Duchess. My family's first dog was a dog named Ladybird. Isn't it funny the names that we come up with? Duchess couldn't be more of a dumb name for a dog than it, imagine how dumb that is. How my father let us name a dog Duchess, miniature schnauzer is beyond me. One of my favorite memories of Duchess was I was 7 years old and I was getting ready to fly to Turkey. And I, I don't know if Duchess knew, she wasn't allowed to come. So we had to leave her with, with another family friend. Um, I, I don't know, do the Turks eat dogs or something? But she wasn't allowed to come, and she kind of sensed it. I had just gotten 64 Crayolas. I got a big old pack of crowns. Duchess ate the whole pack of crowns. Her poop was fantastic. I'm not saying feed your dog crayons. I'm saying if you do, get a picture. Ah! So we love dogs. Um, so I like investment clubs because people talk. I like that. I think, uh, one of my biggest flaws in life has been that I haven't networked enough, which is talk enough. And I always got up early. I have no respect for people who can't get up early for people. Who are like, oh, I can't, can't move until I'm a coffee, man. It's to me. I'm, I'm, I'm up when I'm up. I'm like shot out of a cannon. Uh, but I will say this, as I'm getting older, I'm going to do less and less of this. Because there is something to be said to, for earning a right to sleep in. I've got a friend who has a business, and he doesn't start his day till 10. I'm like, you're never going to succeed like that. He's like, I know, but I'm going to hang on my boy. I'm like, okay, your boy's going to have a, a poor dad. So early bird does catch the worm, in my opinion. But investment clubs I love because people talk, and you get to share some resources. Maybe someone's husband works at Apple. Maybe someone's husband... And I'm, I don't know why I'm going sexist on this and saying that someone's husband works. But the last investment club I talked to was a group of old ladies, and they were fantastic. Not sexy. They said, Rob, will you come talk? And I said, sure. And they're like, we'll give you two bottles of wine. I'm like, sure, double sure. Talk to a room of ladies with two bottles of wine.
2: That's not how it works.
1: And uh, I loved it because in this group, they were picking stocks to like and not dislike. And they were like, do we like Trump? Do we not like Trump? Do we like Congress? Do we not like Congress? Do we like international investing? Do we not like international? But there was one woman there who was like 78 years old, maybe 88. One of those people that just refuses to die. She moves slowly. She's starting to smell bad. Oh, wait, wait. That's my dog. Um, so, no, no. This woman, she just, she was crotchety. She was cranky. And I loved her because someone who says something like, oh, I'm not investing in that company because I once, I know what happened to AOL and this guy. And like they have memory of something from the past that says, don't think, you know, buying Tesla after it goes up 20,000% that it's going to go up another 20,000. It's not usually how it works.
0: I don't think it works that way. That's not how any of this works.
1: Um, a couple books that I like um, I think The Gorilla Game teaches you how to look at companies like an analyst. The death of competition teaches you how to look at the ecologies of business. I'll take anything from Peter Lynch just as a introductory. So if I had a kid who's sixteen years old and he says, Dad, I want to be like you, and I said, A child arrived just the other day, came into the world in the usual way. And the boy wants to be just like me, so I'm gonna get him um, a Peter Lynch book because it's it's kinda of like a coloring book. It's pretty simple how to stay inside the lines with Peter Lynch. Now if you want to get a little bit more kind of crazy. You can go with like a, uh, a Benjamin Graham and you can look at value investing. And that's great too. Um, I would be careful of looking at people who promise to make you millionaires. <coughs> Tony Robbins. I would be very, very careful of anyone who promises to let you think like billionaires. Here's the secret of millionaires. Uh, Tony, uh, You're telling me that to become rich, I have to walk over fire. Yes. Release your mind and think like a billionaire. Walk over fire. You can do anything. Are you crazy? No No way, fool. Tony, we know the trick here. It's it's wood that burns at an incredibly low temperature. So you're not actually walking over anything that's hot. It's it's lukewarm at best.
0: What are you talking about, fool?
1: Anyway, in my opinion, investing is not fun. It takes a plan. But once you have a plan going, it's kind of fun. I love, love going to lunch and looking at my net worth because it shows me like as a distance runner, I, I'm, I'm not in my last quarter. I'm not ready to die, but I'm close to ready to die. Um, and I kind of want to see where the finish line is. And, you know, t- when you start in your 20s, you got it all. I've been looking at the last 20 years of photos because my dog's about to pass and uh, just getting kind of a really good view of her. And uh, I was skinny. I was like super skinny. Like I was real thin. I'm like, no, cause I always remember myself as kind of chunky then, but I was just starting off as an investor. And then 10 more years goes by and like, Whoa, I kind of got this. I kind of got a house and I got a rental property in another state. And then I'm like, Whoa, Oh yeah. 10 more years later, I got an office property, a house, a rental property. But 10 more years later, I've got a house, a rental property, a second home. I've got my 401k flush with, with investments. I've got emergency money. I've got cash on the side. I know my next vehicle that I'm going to purchase. Like having a plan is kind of fun. I got to admit, when I'm 80 and all I'm eating is pudding and like soft foods, it's not going to be as much fun.
0: You're darn tootin'.
1: Because when I hit 60, I'm going to stop working, or maybe earlier, and the money is not going to grow as much as it used to. It's going to. It's 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 not going to be as much fun. In in fact, it may be stressful. At that point in time, I may go. Kids, you're not going to inherit anything right now. I want to leave everything for my children because I believe that the children are our future. But in 20 years, when I see everything shrinking, I may get grumpy. I may get angry. I may go, it's mine. He's going to the great with me. you going to make your own money. I do at some point in time want to hit people with a cane as an 80-year-old person and be arrested for it.
0: Hey, man, I'm 91 years old. Got that? I deserve a little respect from <laughs> you, my buddy.
1: My buddy? Oh, I love old people. They're so cute. Especially when they eat and food falls out of their mouth. Um, when I was a young boy, I was watching the New York World Series, and Reggie Jackson was up, and that was the year he had five home runs. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. And in my family, we were kind of an international family because we moved so much. So you had to pick teams, and my brother Dave taught us how to read by picking teams. So I picked the Yankees, of course, and I'm watching Reggie Jackson, in the World Series, and I've got four older brothers, and at some point in time, I pick my nose. And at some point in time, I slip it in my mouth, and all four of my brothers freaked out, gagged, laughed, mocked me for eating boogers. And it taught me a great investment lesson. Eat boogers in private? No, 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 no. You can pick your nose, but don't pick stocks until you have enough money that you can make a mistake or two. I made a mistake, pick my nose and eating it. It was delicious. I had what were referred to as sugar boogers. It was a dietary issue that a physician told me was okay. I'm a rare, rare case. They taste like a uh, RC Cola.
0: Techie.
1: I know you're saying RC Cola. We were one of those families that didn't have enough money for Coca-Cola. So you can pick your nose, just don't pick stocks. I know too many people who buy stocks with ideas that they have nothing about. I once bought a company that froze cancers in your prostate. I know nothing about that other than it sounds good. I once bought a company that sold bicycles in China. It's a great story. Man, when you get taken a break with a little... Howard Stern music. It ain't bad. It ain't bad. Oh my, my. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. There's a couple things I can teach you is sometimes it's not about how much you make. It's how much you pay in taxes. Sometimes it's how many mistakes to avoid. It's not really about opportunities lost unless the one thing you did was you never started. I think it's okay to get market returns. I think it's great to get market returns. I don't think you have to say, I'm going to go above the market. I don't think you have to say, I want to be real more conservative than the market because the market is the market. And historically, it's done well, seven out of 10 years. And if you look at it, it's the teeter-totter going from the bottom left of your TV, slowly, slowly rising going higher and higher. It's crawling towards that, that top right of your TV, across the screen. It's making a straight line that uh, has a 16%, 17%, 18% uh, angle at times, and then it, it corrects and it gets larger and it gets smaller, but it's creeping higher. It's interesting when you have a chart of the markets from the last 100 years, you don't even see things at times like World War One, World War Two, the Korean War. You don't see them because over time it's been that slow crawl from the lower left of your screen to the you know middle upper right of your right side of the screen a lot of people fight it and a lot of people you know try to impress you with their knowledge base and try to get you as clients um i've you know the amount of people i've run into in this industry who are, are creative thinkers very few and far between the amount of people who sell product pretty dominant so cautious. So try to avoid mistakes in retirement. Um, try to avoid mistakes in life. Not having a budget. I know it stinks because it's so not sexy. Um, and I know some retirees who go like to the horse racetrack and stuff, and they sit there and they have free sodas all day, and they, they bet on the horses, and they talk to other guys. And I, I know that you can have like a budget on you know your entertainment. Um, I know you have to focus on that just as importantly because. I've, I've got some family members who are older who started giving money away very too much so too soon, seeing that they don't know how long their health is going to last or when does it kick out. I, I know the finances and they gave away money too soon. So another mistake that people can make, especially on retirement, is relying too much on Social Security. Most people assume that they don't need much for retirement savings because they've heard about Social Security. Social Security will only pay about forty percent of your earners, uh, your basically your pre retirement income, and that, that may not even be true because you you know the more you make the more you get addicted to that, and that doesn't necessarily play out in higher payout in any way shape or form in retirement. It does the more money you make than in paying into Social Security to get to higher tiers, but you ain't gonna make up you know five hundred thousand dollars in retirement per se with forty percent covered. But working longer ends up boosting your social security benefits as well. And it's something a lot of people have to think about. But I know people get panicked and they're like, what if I die? I, need, I could use that money now. You know, Maybe I can go on a nice vacation. So you got to be very careful about when you take your benefits. And buying long-term care. Um, I have no doubt I have enough money to cover my loved one until she dies in long-term care. I have no doubt that I'll probably be dead in 8 to 10 years. So I don't think I'm going to need long-term care. So 800-516-1220 calls on the air. I know you're saying, why do you think you're going to be dead in 8 to 10 years? That's kind of interesting. I just do, and it has nothing to do with the psychic. I'm not my dad. But my dad kicked over at 58 after battling um, a heart attack and um, cancer. So cancer was what got him for sure. But um, I guess he never had a second heart attack, which is good. I wonder how many people have second heart attacks. Anyhow, um, where I, I'm digressing, you know, one of the stocks I really like over the long term, and it, it's counterintuitive. It's McDonald's, and it, it's just their stock performance versus the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the SP
0: 500.
1: Sometimes over one year, two years, it's 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 about the same. But if you look at how McDonald's has done in the last 15 years, and I go through cycles now where like, oh, I would really like a McDonald's shake, even though I know it's like not real ice cream and that bothers me, but I don't really think their nuggets are real chicken either. So I think there's something else going on in there. But McDonald's thumps the Dow Jones Industrial Average over 15 years and the S&P 500. Um, so it's done really well. And again, over the last 10 years, Pretty good. It's beaten both of them pretty nicely over the last five years. Yes, and what I'm trying to say is one of the things when you look at mutual funds or index funds or stocks, take a look at a 15 year period. If your time horizon is 15 years, if your time horizon is I want to be out of it in a year, take a look at the last year. See how was it done. If you had bought it, you know, at three different times last year, how would you have done? Was there a big difference? How do you feel about that? Is it seasonal? So you have to become a stock detective, and someone owns that trademark. Stock detective, I've got my eye on your stocks. Someone owns that, I know, I know. You're saying that's pretty darn lame, and I'm like, yes, it, it is. Um, there's not a lot of big stories out there right now, in case you can't tell. So, just throwing that at you. Uh, we could take a look at the markets. So, anyway, I do like McDonald's, and again, I want one of the things that I want to say about that is I also like the S and P 500. They're very different type of ideas for different type of investments and investors. So I think that's something that, um, what are you trying to get? That's one of the most difficult parts about the show is I can help you with financial planning. I can help you with estate planning or at least ideas, right? Um, I'm not saying that I'm a financial planner in no way, shape, or form, but you get the idea. I can help you on those ideas, uh, why you need it, you know what the benefits are. Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show. Got a big seminar coming up next month. Um, But you can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And use code radio25.